Mind Grenade, episode 269. We are your hosts. I'm Hector. I'm Jason. I'm Matt. And I'm Ian. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, your voice is really different today. Mind Grenade is a pop culture-based show that dives into TV, movies, music, comics, and a whole lot more. Oh, yes. And uh, speaking of a whole lot more, and speaking of Matt, um, this is the only time we're going to uh, get to talk about Rotten on the Vine, our Rotten Tomatoes prediction game. We got the uh, the score for the latest round that we've done. The, the movies we did for this round are Jungle Cruise, The Suicide Squad, and Free Guy. And... Um, it was, uh, let's see, who was in this game? It was the three of us. It was uh, myself, Jason, Ian, Matt, and uh, Matt's wife, Katie, uh, joined in on this game. And uh, we're going to reveal, we're going to, I tallied up all the scores. We're going to reveal the rankings and whatnot, who got gold, silver, and bronze, and so on. But we're making a rule right now between the three of us, since we're here for this episode, and Matt's not. This is the only time we're going to get to talk about this. Mm-hmm. So on the next episode when Matt's on... He can't bring this up. We'll just cut his mic when he starts talking about it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'll talk for him, man. It's good. (laughs) So, um, like I said, Rotten on the Vine, our uh, Rotten Tomatoes prediction game. So we we picked like three uh, three movies or so Mm -hmm. that are coming up, that are around the corner, that have no reviews. So then the three of us kind of do our little thing and try to predict what the critics are going to give it. Mm -hmm. So uh, people who know Rotten Tomatoes, um, they uh, tally up, they... uh, aggregate i guess or just you know get together all tally ho tally ho all the um critic scores and then they'll also do that with the audience scores and then you can see say you know sometimes it's amazing to see uh i get blown away when i see where the audience score and the critic scores are like a point uh different Mm -hmm. or or they're the exact same um but then you'll see stuff like movie you'll get um uh an 82 and then the audience gives it a 30 three or something like that or the reverse mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you'll see that sometimes that's pretty rare too usually they're probably the audience and the critics are usually within 20 30 percent i'd other. agree yeah but yeah the it's huge fun. differences are are surprising yes so um like i said our movies that we did this time around were jungle cruise with the rock and emily blunt the suicide squad with margot robbie and idris elba and free guy with um ryan reynolds haika watiti and jody comer um, so right now, uh, Jungle Cruise, as of this recording, has a 60, 63% on Rotten Tomatoes, which isn't bad for no. a movie based on a, um, a, on a Disney ride. Um, the Suicide Squad, some of the best uh, ratings for a comic book movie. Uh, it's got a 91%. Um, and Free Guy, it's got an 82%. Um, That's solid. Yeah, solid. It's pretty. I good. was mm-hmm. nervous about that one. I really thought that I was going to be like, a, yeah, turn everyone on their head, like, hey, you know, this is going to be a real piece of shit. Yeah, but, and, yeah, yeah. That one for me was kind of the wild card. Mm-hmm. It could have gone really bad or how it went. Now, can I ask you guys? Have you seen what, what of the movies have you seen? Hector's probably seen the most of I, all. I, I've seen Suicide Squad and Free Guy. I haven't okay. seen Jungle Cruise. I know Jason has watched Jungle. I've Cruise seen the Jungle Suicide Cruise Squad. and the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Okay. Is it wait? It's not the Jungle. Did I just call it the Jungle Cruise? <laughs> the Jungle I've Cruise. seen the yeah. I've seen the Jungle Cruise and the Suicide Squad, but I have not seen the Free Guy. Yet. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, with the Suicide Squad, uh, with the ninety-one percent, uh, we both watched it. I think ninety-one percent is a little. I really enjoyed it. But a 91% is a little high, in my opinion. I give it more like an 80, 85, maybe? For me, I think 84. I'd... For me, I, I, I'd like it in the, the upper 80s. 
Yeah, okay. All right. So it was too generous with the ratings. A, a little too generous. It was really mm-hmm. good, and I would recommend mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend it to people with children, because, <laughs> man, it is... It, it is, uh, goes pretty strong with the rated R. Yeah. Uh, uh, mostly, violence, nudity. Mo- uh, mostly violence. Very little nudity. There's frontal, ma- male frontal there's nudity. A, there's, for a a shaft, <laughs> there's a full on shaft in this yeah. movie. Uh, there, you know, okay, so there's this. This isn't going to give anyway. And there's the fonts. I can't imagine casting this actor that was, that was the, we'll, we'll call him, we'll just call him the shaft. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> when they did this, there was a scene where literally this guy's only role was he uh, kind of like appeared, like came out from a, 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 within a place, appeared, showed off his shaft, and then got shot. That was it. <laughs> Can you imagine the casting call for this? You're like, oh, so I'm here. I'm here. So like, yeah, okay, sir. So, um, so first things first, uh, he's like, oh, say, so what am I going to do? So, okay, so you're going to. Come on screen, you're going to show off your deck, and then we're going to shoot you. Uh, what? Yeah, so you're going to show off your deck, and then we're going to immediately shoot you. So I'm just going to come off, show off my deck, and then you're going to shoot me. Yes, yes. So we, we, just need to, we just need to make sure that you can really sell the deck and really sell the mm-hmm. gunshot. So uh, wherever you want to start with first, yeah. you can either sell us your deck, or you can sell us the gunshot, or you can do both, because we're, we're going to work our way up to that. And the pay would be seven grand. Yeah. Oh, you don't have to pay me. <laughs> no, no. You had me at showing yeah, off my deck. Yeah. Now, is always, always talking line, because he, like, you know, Flagstaff? Or yeah, he, you know? I mean, can you imagine that guy? He's like, yeah, are you, like, uh, yeah, I was in the Suicide Squad, man. They're like, oh, that was really good. Well, well, what did you do? I was like, yeah, I'm the dick. I'm the dick. Like, oh, man, that was that was awesome. That That's was great. Awesome. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So there is a uh, minor nudity. M- mostly the violence is just, like, from the get-go. I mean, it's it's it, uh, pedal to the metal. Yeah, it, it takes little time. This movie just takes off um, and just keeps going. And then towards the end, uh, maybe a little sprinkled throughout, there's a little bit of like, um, what do you call it? Uh, um, ho- body horror, body horror kind of stuff where you just see people's innards or uh, somebody's face taken yeah, yeah, off. Because yeah, yeah. uh, uh, somebody they, gets ripped in half. Yeah, there's a, mm-hmm. oh, uh, King Shark is just like, yeah. A killing machine through most he, of the movie. King Shark's a great character. He he's he's a, a comedic relief, but he's also mm-hmm. just like pretty violent. He tears a dude in half and eats. Somebody. Did they do him justice? Is he's it like a hungry. good representation of the character? Um, I thought so. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't have a ton of uh, King Shark comics, but I thought it was a good representation. Of, I I, of that. I liked it. Yeah, uh, I, I thought it was. Uh, uh, I, I heard somebody argue that you could take that character out of the movie and it wouldn't affect the plot of the movie. Okay. But that's fine. I mean, yeah. I, it, it was a fun movie. I don't expect this. I didn't expect it to be. I think that's for the most part that's true. But I think he added something to the movie, though. Yeah, there's a little bit. Yeah, there's moments. I guess. Yeah. For Is sure. this a ultra violent Guardians of the Galaxy esque? Yeah, that's how I'd probably. Yeah, put he it. he used that approach of this movie. Yeah, I, you're you're not gonna get full on Guardians of the Galaxy with this movie, mm-hmm. but yeah, he used some of the same approach. Well, there's like music stings and whatnot. Yeah. Were selections songs. of songs good for the movie? Yeah, soundtrack uh, strong. I, yeah. I I do particularly remember a, a Pixie song that I really enjoyed um, out of there that I recognize. Uh, but it was all usual. It's like, oh, I remember that song, mm-hmm. and he puts it to you know a cool moment where somebody's walking towards the camera in slow mo or what whatnot. Uh, so um, that was our su- that's our quick Suicide Squad review. Yeah, I guess. Pix- yeah. the Pixie song was Hey. Yeah. yeah, Sylvester Stallone's the voice of King Shark, and it's perfect. Yeah, it's good stuff. Nice, but he's not the Shaft. 
He's no. not the no 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 he's not he's the chef. Yo. No, not everybody can be the chef. Um yeah. Pulling tight on the on the cock and the, he's all yo. The thing they do with Harley Quinn that I like is they kind of make her they kind of show off like a little bit of her psychosis with the things they do when her some of her scenes they do the like the the colorful flowery like yeah. things that happen during and I think that's mm. kind of the it shows off her kind of her yeah. like light light craziness like yeah. but like in a light fluffy way yeah like her psychoticness she, but yeah yeah she's great uh she's great overall she's great as harley quinn like i don't think anybody's gonna do that role better than her like they'll have people recast it later but it's all gonna be trying to uh mimic what margot robbie did mm-hmm. she's fucking awesome so is it, she the heath ledger of um if okay so when i watched the dark knight originally that i can remember vividly sitting down to watch the dark knight for the first time with heath ledger and whenever he'd show up you'd be like oh wow and then when he'd go off screen then you were waiting to, for him to show up again there's a little bit of that mm-hmm. with margaret robbie in this movie but fuck i mean this movie is a great cast idris elba idris elba uh, is just fantastic yeah. in everything and he is fantastic um, in so this is movie. uh John's, who does he play and oh a character named bloodsport that's it, yeah. essentially the same character that will smith played in the last one okay it's not the same character mm-hmm. but it's right. essentially the same mm-hmm. kind of like a lead badass character that can never miss when he shoots a gun and type of character his gun's awesome yeah, uh, with Idris Elba, like anything he uses, almost can be like yeah. all the shit on his costume can be used as a weapon, uh, a projectile weapon. And yeah, him and John Cena's character have John the same... Cena's good as, as well. Yeah, there's so, a, there's a scene where they're like trying to uh, sh- uh, out murder each other. Like uh, they're they're going through like some dangerous territory, and they're going through sneaking through and killing off people in the most like creative ways and they're trying to outdo each other so they're trying to outbro each other with the murder and it's it's pretty entertaining yeah the whole yeah the whole scene and then and then at the end they find out that yeah it was not a completely unnecessary but yeah the whole time they're killing each <laughs> yeah. other they're trying to one-up each other yeah and then they walk in and somebody's like hey and they're like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the better moments yeah i give all the scores here so matt came in with the gold and matt uh, got 18 points the lower the score the better so uh, matt had an 18 overall these are uh, combining the jungle cruise the suicide squad and the free guy uh, predictions matt uh came in with an 18 um katie came in with the 20 so katie got the um silver wow um i came in with the bronze with a 34 and uh, Jason kind of predicted this a little bit when when uh, when he was getting uh, cold feet with the uh, free guy um, scoring. Um, Jason came in with a forty three, and Ian uh, mm. uh, came in with a round number with a fifty. That's so bad. So that's um, not a not a good show. Let me see which ones hurt you guys the most or hurt uh, everybody the most. Let's see. Um, I think uh, yeah. So the free guy hurt Jason the most. What did he give Free Guy? He gave Free Guy a 56, but it came in with an 82. Ooh, yeah, that, that hurts. Yeah, most um, of my points came from one movie. And then uh, what hurt you the most, Ian, <clears throat> looks like it was uh, uh, The Suicide Squad. You gave it a 65, but it came in with a 91. Yeah, that sucks. I did not think it was going to get that high. And remember last episode, I told Matt, I was like, I'm going to lose completely on this movie. And he's like, no, I think I was like, no, dude, this movie is going to do well critically from what I could tell and read whatever. I was like, I did this wrong. He's like, no, I think I'm wrong. You're going <laughs> to. I was like, no, dude, I'm right in being wrong. And I'd like <laughs> to say 
Matt, that I'm kind of the real winner because I knew from the beginning he <laughs> mm. was going to win and I was going to lose. I not only predicted it do better, but I predicted the winner too. So really, we should give yeah. you gold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How do you feel about that, Matt? I, I think I would agree with that. Well, yeah. Thank you, Matt. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so How that's great. Mm-hmm. He's given up the win, nice. win for me. Yeah. Gracious He's winner. Like, well, I love you, Jason. Well, I love you too, Matt. That's, <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Oh, man. He's such a so, sensitive such a guy. Yeah, I know. He is. He really is. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the the closest Matt and Katie uh, got was with uh, Suicide Squad because it had a 91% with the critic score, and they came in. Uh, they both uh, predicted 88s. I heard that they signed up as critics for <laughs> yeah, Suicide they should. Squad. And they did pretty good that time around. Yeah. Right? Um, oh, and, you know, I wanted uh-huh. to ask you, what was your take on... Uh, do you want to get into watching Free Guy? Sure, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, yeah. give us a little bit of rundown and what your own personal take is. Would you recommend Jason and I see it in theater as Um, a culmination? Well, um, when I went, there's plenty of uh, social distancing going on. Um, I saw it at the IMAX. Um, It's funny how the IMAX tries to sell you on IMAX when you've already just bought a ticket Mm -hmm. to sit down, and they have to. But I don't know where else they would like try to advertise. With at such grandeur because right. they're using their giant IMAX screen to show you yeah, what they can do. Everything starts with it's filmed and and sound in IMAX. It's like whoa, yeah. We're like, oh, but I, yeah, th- I get it. But I just think it's funny that they're trying to sell me something that I've already just bought. Mm-hmm. But um, the I, only place you could maybe do it would be like a Skrillex concert because then the sound would probably be similar. There you go. Yeah. yeah, that's the only place they would be able to <laughs> market their uh, brand. Um, I, I did see it uh, last night. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, Ryan Reynolds, uh, I rem- uh, he he was just recently talking about how, and they actually, it's part of the movie where they talk about sequels and IP and like everything's a a, a, a sequel or a remake of something. And uh, I guess there was a commentary on the actual movie itself as well because Free Guy is a new piece of ip there it's not based on something even though it's got it takes kind of inspiration from like Fortnite type stuff you know because it's a game it's, it's a character within a game mm-hmm. and uh so they do mention um ip and sequelitis and everything like that but meanwhile um this movie uh they've been trying to sell as new ip for years now and then uh as soon as the movie it was a success this weekend it made plenty of money and um Disney now wants a sequel out of this because <laughs> because oh. it was one of Fox's last movies mm-hmm. when you when you're sitting there the Fox um, logo comes up at the very beginning and then when you're watching this movie towards the end you realize Disney is this is their movie now like it was like it was a perfect it was like that we just had the the Olympics and whatever they call it passing the baton like when when they focus in on the person like reaching to hand the baton to the next person. You see that in this movie with Fox and Disney. Like you see, like I said, the fanfare for Fox. And then towards the end of the movie, all you see all these like um, cameos and nods to very Disney stuff, like okay. Marvel stuff and everything else. And uh, so it's uh, pretty amusing. The meta-ness of, of, of this movie. Um, Jodie Comer fucking, she's awesome this is her movie she's great yeah she, this, it turned out to be her movie hmm. even though you get a lot of ryan reynolds you get plenty of taika with tt yeah uh i would recommend it you know uh, obviously it's up to uh people to if they feel safe enough to go to the movie theater they're not playing this on any hbo max or disney plus or anything right now 
just straight um, theatrical release. Um, but um, I, I think I wanted to get on Rotten Tomatoes uh, an 82. Something like that, yeah. I'd probably say about that. That's about accurate. Okay. An 82. Yeah, it was a fun summer movie. Um, a great comedy. Uh, visually looked awesome. Like, the special effects are just like when you're in Free City. It's just constant. Was there any like, shaft? A stunt penis? <laughs> no, <stunt laughs> I mean, I have to, have to try to... You'd think I'd remember that. Was movie. it rated R? No. Okay. Uh, and it doesn't... There's plenty of, like... People flipping each other off, and, yeah. and I think there's one f bomb in it, which is still a PG thirteen movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's it's one of those PG thirteen movies where okay. you'll fun for the whole family. Yes. Yeah, I'm definitely moving on from the shaft to stump penis. I like stump penis better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cast as the stump penis. Yeah, makes would, more sense. Uh, would you take your kid to go see it? The stump penis or no, the, the free guy? Yeah, the free guy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. What do yeah, you think? Are we saying you're? What no, do you think? You're cut your no. Um. Yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun for a kid, uh, a ten-year-old, twelve-year-old, okay. um, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think because, I mean, because of all the action and the fun and the adventure, but then it starts to get into yeah. it starts to get into heady actually with AI and stuff. Like that's a big part of the story is AI oh. and how, like, is it okay to just go and destroy artificial intelligence once it emerges? Okay. So it gets a little bit heady like that, but uh, for the most part, it's joke after joke after joke after okay. joke. Well, I mean, I almost showed him the Suicide Squad on accident because I forgot it was <laughs> rated R. I came real close, and then I, I, I realized it at, at, at the right moment. So he's watched Jungle Cruise and Were stuff. Were you, like, turning it on and then saw rated R? No, because I was like, he gets excited. Like we went and watched uh, Black Widow. Like he gets excited for all the Marvel movies and stuff. He likes them, and uh, I was like, oh, the we have HBO Max. He could sit and watch the Suicide Squad with mm-hmm. me or whatever. Like that'll be great. And then uh, like a day later, after I brought it up to him, I was like, oh, whoops. I was like, I just it just hit me. I was like, wait a minute, that movie's rated R. So I was like, yeah, like played it off. Um, <laughs> There's like rated R movies. I wish I can think of an example of one now where you'd be like, "Oh, it'd be okay for my kid." But this one, they go for the rated. Like yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they really go for the dropping as many f bombs as possible. Which an f bomb's not that big a deal, I, I, in my opinion, for you know that many f bombs. But like, the violence is what I'd be most concerned with. Probably, um, I don't know. I don't have kids, so what, what do I know? But. Um, just gratuitous violence. There's violence, and there's just like straight up. Let's just watch people's heads blowing, exactly, get blown yeah. off mm-hmm. there. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, where, where, where were we? What were we just doing? We were. Um, uh, oh, free guy yeah, review. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I just lost my train of. <laughs> uh, not my train of thought, just the train of uh, of uh, where this podcast was going. Um. Uh. So yeah, congrats to uh, Matt. And uh, Katie and myself for uh, winning some medals there from uh, for the Rotten on the Vine game there. Um, we're we're going to do that again. I would like to also say congrats to Jason and I for getting the most points. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wait, no, you got the most points. Well, I mean, we both got the second, first highest oh, and second oh, okay. highest I see, most I see, points. I see. So, um, so uh, the movies we're going to do next round but it's a couple months away i'm a month or two away is um what did i what did i say it was venom dune mm-hmm. and the 007 movie oh those are those are gonna be cool. good ones yeah yeah so venom let let's let there be carnage which mm-hmm. is the venom sequel 
the, the Dune remake or the Dune adaptation. Mm-hmm. And uh, No Time to Die, I think, is the name of the James Bond movie. Out of those three, which one are you most excited oh, for? In, in order of excitement, mm-hmm. um, the 007 movie, the Dune movie, and then Venom. That's, that's the same for me. Yeah. So, I am super excited for the 007 movie. I, whenever they show trailers in the theater, I'm like, fuck, man, this looks so good. I, that it, was the one movie I was most disappointed they got pushed back because yeah. I wanted to see it so bad. Yeah. I, I don't know. Ian, I think I would go with probably Sandworm mm-hmm. as the most excited. <laughs> and then probably the second is like the my second most excited, probably the second appearance of the Sandworm in mm-hmm. Dune. <laughs> and for my third, probably his final appearance. In Are you movie, a big Doom fan? Have you yeah. read the book? I have not read the book. No. Yeah. Well, what what is your uh, exposure to it? Just remembering vaguely the movie. Yeah, from what, what you, what's your exposure to a sandworm? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> he likes to ride them. Yes. It sounds pretty dirty, actually. I mean, yeah, you don't. I mean, sand. You, you know where you don't want to get sand, so you got to avoid getting that worm up in there. Mm-hmm. So, because uh, sandy, you know, sandy shoes, sandy underwear, all that stuff, it's unpleasant. Yeah. Um. So you kind of keep that worm out of there, mm-hmm. or uh, yeah. So, did you grow up with uh Dune at all? Like, did anybody like your your family kind of like? No, read it or watch I don't think it, so. Or? I mean, I re- I remember the movie, yeah. but no, I don't think anybody that I recall was super into it. Mm-hmm. Pretty out there, yeah. It's uh, was that kind of like uh, nerd Americana, you know? Was that considered um, very nerdy if you were a Dune fan? Um, probably boy, because I do remember hanging out with friends. How old was I? Probably like 15 or so, and there'd be varying degrees of like excitement for it. I was like kind of on the outer edges listening to my buddies talk about it. But, yeah, that movie looked pretty strange at the time. And I remember it had a, a bunch of weird, like, casting at the time. That was, like, the, one of the first... I remember The Next Generation had already been out, but that was a movie that Patrick Stewart had done before The Next Generation, so yeah. it was weird seeing him and something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sting was in that movie, in the original movie, the Sting from The Police. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's weird. Yeah, it is. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, I have, like, just kind of distant kind of appreciation for it mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm mainly going off of the fact that the new director i'm a big fan of the blade runner 2049 guy you know what's weird when i was watching a uh, free guy last night there's a there's a there's a huge Ackman movie coming out that they keep showing trailers for in the theater and stuff you'll see them on youtube it's a movie called reminiscence i think it's what it's called yeah you know what i'm talking it. about yeah, I do know yeah, yeah it's a weird kind of heady kind of like where the inception-ish kind of movie where he goes into the mind and the dreams or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, there's a fucking, uh, it's a point in the trailer where Hugh Jackman is pissed and he's all, where is she? Where is she? And I just watched Prisoners, which is a Denny Villeneuve directed movie. Denny Villeneuve is directing the Dune, the new Dune movie. But, uh, and Prisoners, Hugh Jackman plays the father of, uh, of a, a little girl that's been taken, that's been abducted. And in that movie, he's all, where is she? Where?" Is-? <laughs> and I'm like, this can't be the first, like, that's weird that I just watched this one movie yeah. where he has the exact same fucking line where in this new get- movie with the trailer where he's doing the exact same thing. And Did it give you like a weird deja vu vibe? It, well, this is where I'm at now. It's like, I think these aren't the only two movies where he's had that same line where he's pissed and he want he's wondering where is she? Because mm-hmm. I think in I think in 
X Men maybe like one of the X Men movies, Jean Grey, yeah. or or in the X Men Wolver- uh, Origins movie where they. Uh, his girlfriend gets taken away for a saber. Oh, something I, I, yeah. like I'm like, man, it's weird. A- am I imagining this, or does he say this in every fucking movie he's in? <laughs> so it's pretty strange. Um, so now you'll be up like late at night, yeah, scrolling through scrolling all through, of his movies. My, yeah, where yeah, is yeah. it? So um, you know, uh, I kind of want to switch gears a little bit uh, and jump off kind of the entertainment, or, or at least the streaming and the movie stuff. Um, we just had it's summertime, or it's kind of tail end of the summer mm-hmm, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the fair just happened here. We live in it's happening right now. It's yeah. still happening Eggs right still now. Still happening. Yeah. Um, this is uh, we live in central Illinois, Springfield, the capital of uh, Illinois, and uh, they have uh, every year, uh, you know, the the state fair. Um, and I haven't gone in years. Have you? When was the last time you went, Jason, to the state fair? Probably for a band or something. It's been a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. My kids have gone i have not my kids have already gone for this they year with, yeah yeah they went with yeah somebody else but yeah i haven't been in a while yeah yeah ian just went mm-hmm. well what night did you go saturday saturday, saturday night, night yeah. yeah and you went uh, there with your uh, significant other yep. to go watch um some comedy yeah live comedy tell me tell me about it yeah so you went and uh saw saw fluffy um it was uh, it was really fun i was packed i mean I, I was impressed the number of kind of people that showed <laughs> up um you know, I'd say there was the starter. There's two kind of opening acts, kind of like the MC. You know, does his first bit. Um, I think his name's Martine. He was kind of a, a little bit of a miss for me. I didn't really dig his set so much. Um, the second guy, I, I've probably forgotten his name, but he, he was definitely way funnier than the first guy. And it did, did like a little bit of a 20 minute intermission, and then uh, Gabrielle came on, and he definitely nailed it. Um, <gasps> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Like, uh, when he comes it's out. like a you know two minutes of everyone like standing up and clapping. <laughs> he he's super likable, man. Yeah. But he he just you know he's very comfortable. He's been in comedy for a long time. You can just tell he still loves it, and he just puts on a good show. I mean, the hour flew by like that. I mean, it was over before you you know before you knew it. Um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I would definitely recommend seeing him if you have yeah. an opportunity to. He, he puts on a good show. Yeah, he's a pro and, for uh, sure. You know, he didn't really recycle any material that I'd seen. Oh, he's nice. Kind of like the, they were really about like no recording. We'll kick you out. Like we are nice. They were saying like he was in. He had a a Netflix show coming up, a yeah. special, and then he's trying material yeah. in this tour to put on his new Netflix show mm-hmm. or his, his special. Nice. So it was. It was funny. Like he did a really good job. That's awesome. Yeah. I. I man. I so want to go to a live comedy show at some point. It's been years for me. I think um, one of his best jokes that hit was he was giving Springfield shit. He's like, "This is the only comedy show I've done on a fucking horse track." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so fluffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weather was nice. I take it. Yeah. Everything was, it was good. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ate some fair food, you know, you oh, yeah. the corn dogs and uh, all the fried shit. You yeah. get an elephant ear? You know, I've never been a fan of those. <laughs> no. They're always going to dry. You, are you, do you like those? I do like an elephant ear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's essentially donut, right? Like, or like just eating a it's donut. Kind of, it's just it's like a powdered sprinkle. donut. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, like a funnel cake. Yeah. 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 Fun times, man. We got the, uh, the old roasted corn, some corn dogs, mm-hmm. really cheesesteak. Did you give a big old turkey leg? I didn't get the turkey leg this mm. year. There was I saw it though. Did you uh, did you run into anybody you knew? That Surprisingly, happens? no. Really? This was okay. like the first time I've gone. I didn't <laughs> see anybody there. I was looking too. Yeah. But I didn't see any old classmates or mm-hmm. anybody. Yeah. 
uh yeah it's uh it's always fun um uh going out and doing something like that um uh, uh what bands were there were there it's probably the usual for central illinois so country sammy hager was there. 90s Opening night, Thursday night, okay. but that the Red crazy Rocker, fucking yeah. storm blew in and oh, canceled. Okay. It. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so he got him. canceled. Yeah. He. Uh, I'm sure he was bummed out about the heat. That dude's all about mm-hmm. rocking out and stuff like that. The Red Rocker. Uh, yeah. It's. It seems like whenever I hear the lineups, it's either it, or it's a combination of like, of course, being central the Midwest, we're gonna have some country stars. But then they've been doing these kind of like '90s esque kind of it's right, a nostalgia, nostalgia tour tours with like poison poison type bands mm-hmm. or hip hop type bands from that era. Have, did, what, did I hear this? Didn't did I hear something about Bone Thugs? Bone oh, Thugs really? Harmony? Oh, that was two years ago. That was two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh. but that's what I'm talking about—the right. '90s nostalgia kind of. I think it's a lot of what we get here. Oh we God. either get big name country stars, yeah. and those do really well, mm-hmm. or it'll be nostalgia '80s, yeah. '90s bands, which people go like show up for. So. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I would love to see Bone Thugs and Harmony. I, I I loved those guys back in the day. Mm-hmm. I still like those guys. I would, yeah, I want it all. Bone Thugs and the Harmony. Mm-hmm. I want. It. <laughs> You know, I what I feel. I think we both feel the same way uh, about another uh, rap uh, rapper uh, is uh, Nelly. Mm-hmm. Like yes, I was a big Nelly fan. You guys would go see Nelly. I probably would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know you were a big fan. Of I, it's nostalgia completely. Okay. Like I don't. I don't think I've ever owned one of his albums. Mm-hmm. I know you probably. What, have, what yeah. song are you most nostalgic for? for that Nelly? I just watched it this weekend. Just to, not because I, I I noticed I added it to my big playlist. Uh, because we were at work and like uh, morale needed a fucking switch whenever mm-hmm. I showed up, so I threw that song on my playlist and just threw it on in the on the, the work radio. But then when I was messing around with my playlist this weekend, I was like, oh, I forgot I'd thrown that on there, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh no, I'm not li- just listening to it. I'm gonna watch. I'm watching the video <laughs> with the girls with the with the whole situation. And uh, what, yeah, what song is it? Uh, Ride with me, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That I am nostalgic for that entire fucking country grammar album. Mm-hmm. That and that whole thing is just well, the kids call it fire nowadays. What do the kids call it nowadays? <laughs> the, the whole thing is fire. Like I, I love that album. I remember when it came out. A friend, David, uh, a friend of mine named David. Uh, I, I don't know what I just said, but anyway, I, I clarified. We're okay. Everything's okay. We're all right. Um, he got he got in my car. I don't know where we were going, but he's like, "Hey, I got this new album. Uh, I thought I'd bring it along." But I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll throw it in." It was Nelly Country Grammar. I was like, "Holy shit, I love this." Who is this guy? <laughs> he was new. I mean, he was a, a kind of a relative unknown, I think, when that album came out. But he spits out his he spits out his Jolt Cola, and he's like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> like, this is life changing. <laughs> and then yeah, and I turned my life around. <laughs> And yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean uh, that's that's when I went to college and mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I'm gonna I'm really gonna do good now. I'm gonna straighten <laughs> wow. up. No more life of crime. No. <laughs> well, a little bit. I okay. mean, there's a little bit of crime, but it was mostly good it's moral taper, things taper, going taper, on. Yeah, tapering yeah off, I had to. You can't uh, just quit crime overnight, cold overnight, turkey. Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> it leads it leaves a void. You can't have that. Um, but yeah, that 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 album. And it hit me at the right time in my life too, right there at the end of high school. Just like uh, that, the Dre album that came out right around that same time, Chronic Two Thousand. Yeah, yeah, that was a big album for me as well. Yeah, that one was fire too. Fire. <laughs> Whatever. Boomer. I don't know why I'm doing this no. voice, but anyway, 
Um, it's like a Southern Valley girl mixed with Jason. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's uh, move along here. Do you um, want me to talk about that movie Pig? That's what, exactly what I was going to okay. uh, bring up next. Was uh, We'll do a, a little bit of Crossing the Streams. We'll definitely talk about that movie. We'll start out with that. Jason's uh, recommendations here or just thoughts on it. I don't know if it's going to be a recommendation. I have, let, let me see if I can guess. I'm going to say that, yes, it's a recommendation, but it's also an acquired. It's like it's probably not. For everybody. No, it's not. For sure. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that. And then if you guys want to, we'll talk about what if. But I'll, I'll let you start off. So Crossing the Streams is where we talk about streaming content. So I, I watched Pig, which is Nicholas, one of Nicolas Cage's new movies. Um, I described it to someone as um, <laughs> a, a highbrow John Wick without the killing, which is a really cheap description, but it gets the job done generally of what this movie is. So... Uh, he plays a, a chef that has decided that he doesn't want to really want to serve other people anymore. He doesn't, he didn't felt like he really didn't get recognition or anything that he deserved for. And so he spent the last like 10 years, decade living in the woods, just collecting truffles. That's what he does. And he just kind of lives on his own with this pig, which is a truffle pig. So if anybody doesn't know what a truffle is, it's like this fungus that lives underground like it lives underground make it sound like it's an elf or something <laughs> um but it's a fungus that you can find underground and and you pig that you can train pigs to help to hunt them down and find yeah. them yeah mm-hmm. so and uh some, tr- truffles are like a delicacy yeah right? exactly and that's why as a chef as an ex-chef that's like this is the thing he did and then um uh, that that's like basically his hobby and his living at this point living in a cabin and his pig uh, no Liam Neeson referenced whatsoever gets taken. Um, and then he called, no, he doesn't call him. He's like, <laughs> wherever you are, I will find you. No, no, he didn't. But uh, that that's how the movie gets set up. So this guy, this chef that Nicolas Cage is playing, has to re-enter society after being removed from the scene for so many years yeah, okay. um, to, on a quest to find his pig. Um, and that that's the plot of the movie. Uh <laughs> It so you can see like the whole dog reference thing, and then so he's going, he's trying to figure out, he's investigating to figure out what uh, happened okay. to his pig, as opposed to his, like pig getting, yeah. But yeah. um, so you this this the journey is with Nicolas Cage and and trying to find this pig and figure out what happened, and he kind of reenters that kind of this the big restaurant scene, and huh. and he kind of pe- sees people that haven't seen him in forever, yeah. And the, the plot materializes. This it's it's a really good piece of storytelling. Mm. You know, you watch a movie sometimes and you vaguely you under you vaguely remember like some of the plot, but you can kind of get overtaken by some of the scenery mm-hmm. and some of like the action scenes and it did this and mm-hmm. did that. But like I could almost tell you like almost step by step like what he does in this movie oh, and wow, the characters okay. and how they're connected. So, which tells me that, like, this movie is heavily storytelling driven. It's heavily acting driven. Yeah, yeah. This director, and I don't remember their name, but this is like mm-hmm. their first big movie. Okay, yeah. Um, so it's not gonna, it's, it's, it's slow in the sense it's not gonna blow you away with action. There's, there's definitely things that happen in this movie that aren't just people going around talking to each other. Right. Um, and there's moments, but this is the best I've seen Nicolas Cage in a long wow. time from okay. an acting perspective. Wow. I forgot. He could be this good, yeah, yeah, um, because of the some of the like Ghost Rider, some of the roles that don't <laughs> right, re- right. they don't really require him being yeah. a high end. So this kind of reminded me that he has another level to him, yeah. 
Um, and I think he he stuck it like he is this movie and some of the supporting roles in this movie are also very good. Hmm. Um, so if you want to see him in a movie like this now, yeah. it's a good and it's only it's I want to say it's only an hour and a half, wow. which is I the, the the movie this movie doesn't need to be any longer than that. Nice. It's 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 a it's a it it's best as a short journey and that's what it is. I think I'm sold on it. I like the idea. I like the take of a truffle farmer. It's an interesting <laughs> concept. We haven't really seen that too much. Seeing Nick Cage back Acting is kind of cool. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. that long. Mm-hmm. Um, what, where was it streaming? Or what, where did you do rent it? I, I actually, it was like six bucks to rent. So oh, nice, nice, yeah, yeah. Something like that. So, um, uh, no, he, uh, he, he seems in the last five years, maybe, no, maybe not quite ten. It seems like he's he's picking first time directors, like new directors or up and coming directors, and then being that big time star that yeah. says that makes the movie happen because his name's attached to it. So he helps the production, mm-hmm. but then um, but then it showcases his acting ability because he is yes. one of the better he, actors of this generation. He really did. And this movie, critically right now, with 175 reviews, has a 97% and the <laughs> audience of an 80 audience score of 83%. That's a well, strong this job. is the kind of movie I would expect the critics to be slightly higher than the audience, which it is not it shouldn't be a deterrent from you watching no. it. But it's that kind of movie. Mm-hmm. No. Um, but I mean, huh. 83 audience is still pretty strong. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, that sounds. Uh, and it's called uh, pig. It's called pig. Just yeah. called pig. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah. That'll do. Mm-hmm. That'll do, pig. <laughs> um, is that is a pig as adorable as a pig from? Oh, the I pig? love the pig. The pig. Oh man, I wish the pig got more screen time. Oh. <laughs> he, he was he was great. Like I mean, Nicolas Cage's performance was great. This pig, mm-hmm. this pig, the the small screen time he had, the, probably one of the best pig performances I've seen since <laughs> Miss Piggy in Muppets in Space. Whoa, 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 whoa! Slow yeah. down. I mean, Miss Piggy was great in Muppets I, I in Space. Praise. This pig, oh man, he nailed it. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, yeah, man, um, he's 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 great. Uh, That's the best uh, plug for Nick Cage I've heard in a long time. <laughs> the the pig he should was, hire you. The pig was it was a cute pig, man. <laughs> um, do we have anything else streaming that we want to recommend? Uh, I mean, I can talk a little about the uh, Jungle Cruise if you want me to. Just generally, yeah, yeah, yeah let's hear it. So um, this, <laughs> okay. So uh, it's a mixed bag, I, I guess. This movie is. Um, I would say they did. Uh, it gets Disney, so it's not surprising. They did a good job of doing something that was pointless, um, which is take a ride and make it a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, which to me, this is obviously a marketing strategy. And I was kind of. I think I talked about it in a previous episode. I was like, I wonder if this really. They're just kind of bringing more attention to their ride, and they may upgrade their ride to kind of follow like they like pirates of the caribbean where they put johnny depp in the ride um so i don't know if that's what's coming here dwayne johnson's casting in this movie i also wonder if that was to put people in seats because the rock i like the rock and he is like he is as a list as you get right Mm -hmm. now um and i think that's why he was placed in this movie i don't think this movie necessarily needs the rock Mm -hmm. (laughs) his role um, although he was fun, oh man, he was, you, you would have loved, he is a dad joke machine in this <laughs> oh movie, <boy>. man. Yes. <laughs> that's funny. Very punny. Um, as part of it. But I think if you go on the ride in Disney, I want to say like when you travel around, they do puns along the way. I don't think that's in a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Like some of the things they do in this movie are very just nod straight into what you see in the ride. 
You've ridden the Rhine? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've been to Disney, man. I'm, no, okay. I'm just, <laughs> I, I've been to Disney, but I've never been. Okay. I, I'm, I'm just happy that you went the ride and you seen the movie. Yeah. I mean, this is a full package. I rode the ride thinking, if they make a movie about this one day, and I happen to be on a podcast, I need to ride this ride. About yeah, this, I need yeah. to ride this ride. Him and his like wife and kids, only he went on it because no one else wanted to go. It's, it's very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, I think... I, I don't think this was to me the best of the rock I've seen. Yeah. Um because I just I don't I'm not convinced and people may feel very differently, which is fine, that this was really a role for him. It was just kind of a movie they put him in. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Emily Blunt, on the other hand, was wonderful in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh she her character I think was one of the best parts of this movie. Um and the the, the visuals, the scenery mm-hmm. was all great. There was a good character twist in this movie that was good um so the villain is the guy from uh, breaking bad um right isn't the german kind of villain in this yeah what is his name and uh, also plemons Pl- 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 jeremy Pl- or J- uh, so uh, is this a very much an homage to uh indiana jones kind well of it's funny that you bring up indiana jones because uh I, i've been listening to this uh movie uh cinema podcast where they were talking about jaws and Indiana Jones in the last, or uh, just the Indiana Jones series, and talking about how Spielberg and those guys back then were trying to, and Lucas and, and whatnot, making Indiana Jones movies and Jaws movies, they were trying to make movies that were like a ride. And then those, I think both those franchises were eventually turned into rides. Mm-hmm. But then the reverse of it, where Pirates of the Caribbean was a ride first and then turned into a movie. So it's this kind of back and, or, you know, this kind of back and forth or yeah. kind of incestuous and kind of thing going on it, with rides and movies. And then one of the side antagonists, as opposed to Jesse Plemons, you were Jesse referring Plemons, to, yeah. uh, Paul Giamatti. Oh, is Giamatti? he in that? Yeah. yeah. I like him. Yeah. Um, he was a very good kind of side antagonist in this without giving too much away. God, yeah. I mean, it doesn't even matter if I give it away, guys. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I mean, this movie. I mean, yeah. I mean, there is something I could spoil about this movie yeah. that I think is good uh, in the right. plot, that is a twist. But it's a, it's a movie to me that you'll that you would watch, you'll enjoy, then you'll forget about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so a 63 is appropriate for the critics Probably, score. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah probably. I mean that's that's kind of where I felt about it. I didn't regret watching it. Yeah. But th- but then again, like it, it is what it is. Did you watch it by yourself? What? Did you watch it by yourself or with your family? Mm-hmm. I I locked myself <laughs> in a closet. <laughs> I wanted yeah the total. It, I wanted total privacy. I wanted feature. to be able to. Yeah. I got. I wanted to make hey. sure I really did, had no distractions. <laughs> right. Your so, full attention is just yeah, 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 and all the clothes. You know, like a lot of people like record podcasts in a closet mm-hmm. because of the, the <laughs> acoustics. So I felt I wanted to get those those type of like Jungle Cruise acoustics in. Yeah, in the in the Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cool man. Um, you know what? Well, do we want to talk about what if? Because I really want to do this music game. Do do, do have you guys are you guys? I have not seen what it. If? Okay. I saw the first episode. Okay, I liked it. Okay, I actually yeah. liked. I mean, without going into detail, yeah. I liked. I liked it more than I thought it was going to okay, like it. Okay, cool. Okay, because I, I was worried. I did a little recording for it last week, and I was, I think, I liked it more than it actually because it, it 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 was really good, um, uh, objectively. But yes. 
I think I gave it a little bit too much of a bump than it did. If if it's a, if if it's if it's a B, I think I might have given it an A when it okay. probably right. But I yeah. really enjoyed the character, uh, like the the interactions with the characters with Agent Carter or Captain Carter in that one, and uh, well, Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I enjoyed that relationship a lot in that yeah. episode. And it's not like we didn't get that in the other movie. Like, right? We've yeah, seen that already. Kind of just role reversed. But it was like, bit. yeah, yes, I, yeah, it was, it was really good. Um, just the premise overall. Just, I think that's why I'm super excited about it. That I was worried I was giving it too much credit. It's just I like that idea for a world where we've already kind of immersed ourselves in. But like, yeah, what if this happened slightly different? It would trick yeah. it'll, uh, Does this have, a, have any I, tie backs to the current stuff or is this all a standard? Well, the, the, this this first episode is essentially <clears throat> structured like that first Captain America movie, except what if Captain Carter took the place of Steve Rogers right? and, and how that would change things and it does change things and then at the end of this episode it ends it's not a spoiler alert or, or it's, it's, it's not a huge spoiler i mean it's not going to take anything away from it um the character is out of time the same way steve rogers mm-hmm. shows up in mm-hmm. new york 70 years later after world war ii captain carter ends up in new york mm-hmm. 70 years later um as a person out of time yeah so um I, I, I was listening to a podcast uh, that was talking about this What If series and this particular episode, uh, and there were, somebody had asked, you know, um, can somebody who has never watched any of the Marvel movies still enjoy this? And I was like, well, and I thought about that. I was like, yeah, you can, you can probably still enjoy Possibly. it. Possibly. There's, there's action it's, in it, and there's adventure. Yeah, it's, it's but, well done. And it's really well done, and the animation is beautiful. It is. It is. Yeah. I, I tell you, you know, I, I went into this to watch it because I was interested and I didn't expect to love it and I loved it. Sweet. Okay. That's a good that's a good uh, sign. There. And it's animated? Yeah. It's animated. Uh-huh. There's nine episodes. Um, even though it does feel like a one, like each episode's going to be like a, a one-off. one-off yeah, exactly. But th- I have a feeling the way this episode ended that it's going to tie up somewhere down the line. Okay. Yeah. And but, I, I liked how the, like, can I mention the watcher? Like I, yeah, I like I, watcher, yeah. yeah, I, I liked how they be- began and, and ended with the watcher and stuff. Uh, like Jeff, tied it all together. Jeffrey so. Wright. Yeah. He yeah. does the voice of the watcher. Does that, uh, am I wrong? But like, and maybe I just watched too much the next generation, <laughs> but the intro to this feels like the intro to the next generation. Okay, where it's like, yeah. Bing, boom, yeah. Bing, boom. And then Captain Picard, uh, space, the final frontier. Mm-hmm. This one is like, oh, space and time and uh-huh. blah, 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 blah. And then it crescendos into this whole thing and what Marvel if? Studios. Yeah. Um, really fun series. Uh, it's nice to change things up from the episodic kind of stuff that Disney Plus has been doing with the Marvel. Like, this is definitely. So we had um, WandaVision, which was his own thing. Then we had um, Falcon Winter Soldier and his own thing. And then we had. Um, what was the last one? <laughs> oh, Loki. Loki, yeah. That was a whole other fucking thing. Right, right. Had the little bit of the multiverse. And then this is completely a different animal. Oh, it's, it's animated. Yeah, it's not yeah. part of the continuity per se. It's its own. Yeah. It has a Twilight twilight Zone kind of feel to it a little bit where it's just an anthology. Um, and also Bad Batch has ended. And it's oh. the season finale. And yeah. I do recommend it now that I've seen the season oh, finale. Nice. I, <clears throat> I connected to the characters like uh, unlike what you would do in a Clone Wars. It just goes on and on and on and on. Well, um, this this one doesn't feel like that. The, I fall in love with this Omega character, which is essentially another clone, but a girl huh. without giving away too much detail. She has a very connection to all the rest of the clones. 
Um, her, she's great. The Bad Batch is great because each has its own unique personality. I've talked about the chips that control them. Um, even all the chips are removed. Um, one of them decides to go kind of a different route than the rest of them, even though he's not being controlled by hmm. the Empire anymore, which is a really interesting. And, the, and then the relationship with because they're all brothers and sisters, like essentially. Right. So the relationship between that guy and the rest of the group that is separate. It, I don't know. I, th- hmm. I think it's I think it's I, I, I don't know. I think it's pretty good I saw that- for, for what it is for a Clone Wars S type show. I think it's pretty good. I get kind of a mixed bag. I think uh, when some of the re- reviews that I was reviewing mm-hmm. after the season finale, it was kind of like some people were enjoyed it. Plenty of other people were like, eh, you know. I kind of stopped watching it. I got four episodes in. I'm like, eh, not for me. Hmm. I uh, comparing it to Clone Wars, like I, I just I like it. I, I guess I compared a lot to Clone Wars, and compared to Clone Wars, I like the show significantly okay. better. Question for you: So there was a point after the first couple episodes were great. I enjoyed them, especially the first one was fantastic. And then it hit like this weird, dull kind of like it felt very episodic, and they went nowhere. Did that improve, or does that stay the same? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, and over our uh, an overall arc starts to come together towards <clears throat> the last few episodes. Yeah, but the middle struggled back. Kind of like what you'd feel in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, yeah, <clears throat> in, yeah. So we got some stuff they got to do. They got to earn money, and they mm-hmm. got to do this and that in the middle, and then at the in then it kind of an overarching story with connect deep connections with these characters, kind of finites <clears throat> the whole thing. So yeah, I I would say yeah, I would say there's a more to the show later on than just them going to do stuff. I will say that the demo guy annoys the shit out of me and that the whole kind of like meathead brute. Oh, yeah. 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 His character is overdone. Yeah. I mean, he's just. Yeah. Who'd you say your character, your favorite character was? uh? Omega. Omega. Yeah. Man, you are like balls deep in some Star Wars, man. (laughs) (laughs) He does love him some Star Wars. Yeah. Um. So uh, that's awesome, all these uh, recommendations and stuff and takes on, on all this stuff here. Um, but we are going to uh, take a quick break and come right back and finish out this podcast with a Mind Grenade music game. Oh, yeah. We are back. All right, so we're going to play the Mind Grenade music game. I'm going to pit Jason versus Ian and uh, see what their skills is. Skills is skills are with uh, guessing uh, which year these five songs that I have set aside, what years they premiered, debuted. Um, none of these songs are like super deep cuts. These are all songs that have premiered on the Billboard 200s at the very least. And uh, let's see, there's a theme at the end. That I'll see. You guys will probably guess it pretty easily. But um, so for people uh, not familiar with this game, like I said, I present the five songs. Jason and Ian have to write down what their guest is before announcing it. And uh, let's see. I'll print you. See, you've got you've got the guess the year of the song, when it was released. Um, let's see. You want to get the closest to the year the song dropped. Guessing the exact year gets you a negative two-point deduction, a negative two-point deduction. The lowest score wins. So like golf scoring, like our Rotten Tomatoes uh, 
prediction game scoring. We do, the, the, the smaller the score, the better. So every song has been on either the Billboard 200 or in a big movie soundtrack. So my point there is that they're not super obscure tracks. These are songs that, even if you haven't heard it, it's out there. It's not like it was a deep cut. Um, so uh, here we go, guys. I need a I need a win here. You know, I'm in a bit yeah. of a cold streak. It's been a while since I've won anything uh, on I, the show. I, I don't know. I, I feel like this. I feel like it's already. I've already won. I feel like these songs are all <laughs> oh, the theme damn. is They're speaking to you. I feel like these songs are all about pigs. Okay. I feel like that's <laughs> the theme. Yeah. Wow, that we planned that. To, uh, mm-hmm. There's see. at least one song from Charlotte's Web soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go, guys. First song. First song. All right. Ace of Base. Close. It's uh, Bananarama. Oh, Banana. That's just the previous. The original. Yeah. The OG. Cruel, Cruel Summer. Bananarama. Man. I mean, I've definitely heard the song a lot, but I don't have a great time reference at all for when this came out. Friends are away and I'm on my own. Bum, bum, bum. It's a little bit of new wave. I almost said the decade. <laughs> Man, this is a shot in the dark. I hope I'm not. I'm about to screw myself on this one. Damn it, Jason. You probably know the year. What? You know it. Yes, I know all the years the Banana Rama songs came out. <laughs> I thought you were the biggest Banana Rama fan. I, I, I go home and I just banana jamma all the time. <laughs> you put on your banana hammock and then mm-hmm. you. Uh, How did you know? Some banana yeah. Rama. <laughs> That's what I wore to the uh, stunt penis audition for the Suicide Squad. But they're, oh. like, they're like, you don't have what it has. You what don't have what it takes. Ah. <laughs> like, That's what my wife says. Oh, <laughs> all right. I have 1985. Is that is this the wrong decade? That's, I'll, I'll wait till uh, Jason. Uh, what do you have, up. Jason? 1985. What? No, for real? Yeah. Oh. You guys both guessed 85. Yeah. Okay. It felt like a safe bet. Cruel Summer by, by Bananarama, 1984. Wow. Yeah, so you guys have so a both negative. Both a plus one. I'm going to yeah, guess Ian one. cheated off of me. How can I see that far away? <laughs> I wrote mine down first. Mm-hmm. All right, moving along, guys. You're not, wearing, you're gla- you're you're not wearing glasses just to make me think you can't see my sheet, but really, you can see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got, like, yeah. You got super-duper, like, eagle-eye contacts I in, I can mm-hmm. tell. Yep. My contacts are super thick. Okay, uh, next song. Uh, let's see here. Such a good song. Love this song. And the guitars and the harmonizing. This is uh, Seals and Croft. Summer Breeze. Harmonizing, oh, beautiful. See, uh, again, I heard this song a million times, but <laughs> I, I just don't have a good reference range yeah, for... You were pretty good on that last one. Yeah. All right. Um, oof. I'm going with 1975. I'm playing it 
a little safe hitting that mid-decade, but again, it could be could be way off. Because I feel like it could be a 60s song, too. But Yeah, it's got that harmonizing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, do you, what do you have, Jason? 1970. All right. All right. It's getting exciting here. Um, so Summer Breeze by Seals and Croft debuted. 1972. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I feel okay with that. You didn't pull too far ahead. You're like, what, one ahead? <laughs> you are, man, you are super anxious about this I game. Am, I, like, I didn't realize, like, when you said you wanted to win, I you want this really win. want to win. I want this win, yeah. So far, oh, man. Well, I, I'll give you credit. Like, so far out of the, uh, the two songs, I've only got uh, three points, and you're still right there with me. You're mm-hmm. doing good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing better. Why did you choose 1970 <laughs> there? I knew I, I I had a feeling that I, it sounds sixties, but I knew it, I knew it probably wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "This is probably very early seventies." Yeah. But since it has such a sixty sound with it, I'll just go with nineteen seventy. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. my a good gamble. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, the next song. So the next song. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So it's uh, summertime is the theme. Oh, you already guessed it. Doing Time by Sublime. Had a lot of radio play around that that era. You got this relationship. I love her so bad, but she treats me like a shit. Uh, were you a big uh, Sublime fan, Jason? Oh, I think we both were pretty huge. Yeah, here, here's my problem with Sublime, though, is I, I came into fandom of Sublime almost as he as Newell died, if not yeah, after Newell was, died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the way I consumed Sublime was a lot of compilations that we burned in discs and stuff back yeah. then, if I remember correctly. So I didn't, I didn't, I listened to a lot of their music, but not in all album form especially when they came out mm-hmm. so i struggle with exact years oh, for the songs yeah, 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 yeah. because i didn't <clears throat> hear them when they came mm-hmm. out right right so um yeah i was a huge sublime fan at the time and uh yeah uh well, well i'll start with jason uh well, well, you guys got your guesses yeah, written down okay gonna... i'll start with jason this time okay again please shot in the dark i went with 93 oh close i went with 94 that was my original thought, and then and then you saw that I put that, and then you <laughs> changed yours. I saw you looking at. Well, I wrote ninety four. I was like Ian saw I wrote ninety four, so yeah. I changed it to ninety three. <laughs> um, all right. This so, song could actually be later than that, though. Doing time by Sublime it was nineteen ninety seven. I had a I had a feeling. I because I also my my actual initial reaction was ninety six. I was like ninety six. That's way too late. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna go with most. A lot of their stuff came out early nineties to mid nineties. And I was yeah. like, I think I, I do that with Sublime. I always think it comes out earlier than it did yeah. in the nineties. And like I said, I, <laughs> I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I'll like listen to the song a hundred times, but yeah. All right. I I didn't trust myself at all. Because right. I had no reason to. Okay, so uh, we're on song four. 
So, um, and I think, uh, yeah, Ian's pretty much guessed the theme for, this is a summer edition of the Mind Grenade music game. Since uh, summer's almost over, I just wanted to get this one in. Mm -hmm. All right, here's uh, song four. Ooh, a got some Lana, Lana going now. Lana Del May. <laughs> the summertime sadness. Uh, Lana Del Rey's only hit. Is it? Man, I the year. I have no idea. Is this idea. The, the album that has like her name and she's just a picture of her and like a blue background? <laughs> no. Yeah, too bad that's her. not the game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this will help out a little bit, but not really. It's her first album. Her first yeah. major release. Mm. Happy tonight. Jeez, <sighs> mm. <sighs> this is so hard. <laughs> I wonder if she does it right here. She she counts herself in to right here. Two, three, four. It's like who's he doing that for? It's like <laughs> you know when to come in. Um. I got, I'm trying to get into Jason's mind here. I wanna. <laughs> I'm trying to think when does he think it came out? <laughs> nice. And then add a couple more. Yeah. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. That's been going well for you, yeah. It has. I've been pricing writing it. <laughs> Price is writing it, Jesus. Hmm, I'm hmm, gonna go hmm. with one dollar. One the year one. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm locked. I'm locked. I don't know. I'm playing it safe. Okay. Uh, I'm playing yeah. it safe. I go ahead, Jason. Uh twenty fourteen. Ooh, okay. I well, maybe I'm too I've put twenty or sorry, two thousand and five. Okay. Summertime Sadness by Lana Del Rey, uh, debuted 2012. Okay. Mm -hmm. I thought I might have went over a little bit. Okay. I was like, 2010 to 2015? That one hurts me a little like, bit. like, I can't put 2012 and a half. <laughs> I was like, is it later? I don't know. All right. All right, our final song for the Minecraft Music Game, Summer Edition is right here. Uh, I think Jason might like this. Oh yeah. Summer, summer time. <laughs> summer time. <laughs> that was Matt right there. <laughs> it's uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Summertime. a bit of a break from the norm just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control it's cool to dance but what about a group that suits and moves it's uh pretty crazy and uh will smith had a ginormous rap career and a ginormous uh, movie career yeah what are what are your uh, memories of this uh era uh jason <laughs> Sipping I Kool Aid and I'm I'm pretty disappointed. Big in my, wheel. I'm pretty. I kind of disappointed myself right now because I owned this. <laughs> big wheel. I, I owned this cassette. <laughs> wow. Um. Uh, all right. Um. Ooh, should I change my answer? Cassette. No, you can't. That's 
I'm trying to figure out how old I am. Right now? <laughs> no, we don't want to know that. Um, or I, I don't think I'm right, but I'm close enough. So we're, I'm just, I, I'm staying. I'm gonna get mine out here first, okay. so you guys can make fun of me. Okay. 1990. Okay. Well, I won just based on Ian's guess, because I went with 1990. 1990. Damn it! Oh. Damn you! All right. <laughs> All right. I wanted to say I wanted to write 91, and I couldn't. All right. So, Summertime by the DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince debuted in the summer of 1991. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I knew I should have wrote that down. Oh, I would have nailed it. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a two-point deduction, but yeah. nobody uh, got it wouldn't have mattered on uh, this time around, right? Nobody, yeah, nobody right. Got My total score is plus 15. Yep. And Jason's is plus 10. So Jason is the winner of the summer. My losing streak continues. It's that plus seven. I I thought Lana was went farther back than that. Yeah, no, I think uh, 2010 ish area, mm-hmm. the beginning of the last decade, was when she uh, came in full that, force. That is honestly for me the hardest time frame between 2000 and 2015 because mm-hmm. I don't. I just everything blends together. Yeah. Uh, I, I do feel that same way yeah. as well. It's a good, uh, with that good era. song choices, though. Yeah, like a little those. summertime um, edition mm-hmm. of the Mind Grenade Music game. So um, this is uh, we're kind of running long. Did you guys have anything else you guys wanted to throw in here? I, I I just have a feeling this is, if Matt's listening right now, he also felt like he beat Ian in this game, even though he's <laughs> oh. not here. Mm. I just have a feeling. Ah, that competitive nature. Yeah, yeah. he probably would have. Those are all songs that he would have. You know. <laughs> he would. I think he, he probably would have nailed at least one of those. He would have beat you for sure. Jason. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. So uh, we, I think if Matt was here, I would have wrote ninety one to be more competitive, mm-hmm. and I would have nailed it. Mm-hmm. So you're saying you're eased up because of <laughs> I, <laughs> I might be saying that. Yeah, <laughs> you guys did come pretty. That, that, there's some close close yeah. ones, man. Well, there wasn't any like fifteen pointers or something like that, or you throw you throw us off and be like one that sounds like it's from nineteen seventy five, but really was. 2020. Yeah, yeah. I think the only one sound-wise was Lana, where because she sometimes does that kind of um, retro sound to her music, but knowing it was her, that wouldn't mm-hmm. have really thrown you off, um, since she's a relatively newish kind of artist. Um, I, don't think, I don't think I was more than three off of any of them. No, yeah, you were pretty good. I mean, but overall, I think yeah. I think the the only one I threw Jason or not Jason, but Ian Oz was a Lana yeah. one, but mm-hmm. uh, everything else, you guys came in pretty close, especially that first one, that Pananorama one, especially when it sounded like Ian had no idea. When, <laughs> no. But you, I mean, you were a point off. So, um, but he cheated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he uses mm-hmm. Eagle Eye there. So um, let's see here. Eagle Eye for the Ian guy. Um, you know, um, we're going to wrap it up then. So um, uh, Jason, tell the listeners where else they can find you. Uh, listen impossible. Uh, anywhere you get your podcasts, it's ridiculous. But listen to it anyway. It'll and it'll be a good time. The last uh, we've got a episode just the, basically all about pets. If you ever uh, the, we did the old cat versus dog debate. Um, I took the side of dogs. Obviously, Matt took the side of cats. Um, I expected to win it. I'm not sure that <laughs> I did, um, and I'm ashamed for that. So. Uh, Come join me in my shame on that episode. I think it's uh, Delvin Seeks Hamster Cheeks is the episode 
name and we'll we'll have obviously more out here soon but there's some pretty entertaining we introduce you to the emotional support vulture um that uh visits people in hospitals um and you could probably come to conclusions why that doesn't work very well but we made it work trust me there's all kinds of stuff so come visit us our twitter impossible underscore pod um but yeah check it out you know where else you can find jason where's that at his house Mm-hmm. Uh, and that currently. address is no. <laughs> uh, yes definitely go check out uh, Listen Impossible um, with uh, with uh, uh, some great hosts Matt mm-hmm. JJ and Delavan and um, uh, let's see what else do we uh, another place I want to send you is to mindgrenadestudios.com um, I've been putting more art up on the, on the website there's a feed of the podcast there um, what else? Uh, let's see. We're on Twitter at mindgrenade one. You can send us an email at mgtwenty14 at gmail.com. That's mg2014 at gmail.com. Um, I'm really going to want to, uh, put some effort into getting some listener involvement in for our next rotten on the vine game that'll be out uh, in the next couple months. And, uh, let's see what else. I think that's it. Um, so thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. This has been Hector for Ian, Jason, and Nicholas Cage's Truffle Hunting Pig saying so long and we'll talk to you soon. Summer's almost gone. Summer's almost gone. Almost gone. Summer's gone. Morning found us calmly unaware. Noon burned gold into our hair. At night.